You are listening to Let's Be Honest with your host, Just Jonda. Hello and welcome to Let's Be Honest. I'm your host, Just Jonda, and I'm here with Missy to talk about our show, The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. <laughs> you with me, Missy? The crowd? really energize. <laughs> I know, right? They're ready. You know, you we didn't wear them down the last time. I think we just wet their whistle with all the messy stuff we were talking about. And now we are about to get messy again. I, I have in my notes, they should have called this episode, There's Something About Mary. And by the way, Lisa is full of crap. <laughs> yes, she is. Yes, she is. <laughs> I mean, it was like, girl, just keep digging that hole and digging that hole because your 3WT is not going to save you with the audience. It may work on those heifers you hanging with, but it is not going to save you from the audience. And I, I, I even watched, I just wanted to get a sense of what people were tweeting last night and nobody is falling for her crap. Well, that's good. But she she thinks she's getting away with something. What I don't know. But well, so does Mary. Um, I think the only thing, honestly, that bothered me with the Mary situation, or or not, Bob. Well, how should I put it? What bothered me uh, with the Mary situation wasn't so much that I'm falling for her tale of woe with her family, which we'll dig into the tea on that. Um, But I think it's more so the fact that it's Lisa who is bringing it to the forefront. Because even if someone's shady, you just don't want to give somebody like Lisa the satisfaction. Well, and so... Mm-hmm. To me, to me, the difference is Mary is on her own planet, but Lisa is trying to be the center of her own universe by like messing with everybody around her. Exactly. So, it, and it's like she, it's it's Lisa wants to create a situation, like you said, where it's her universe and everybody else lives in it. And by the way. I decide who, how this friendship group works. I'm the gatekeeper for who's allowed to be friends with who. Because if Meredith was so zonked out that she couldn't realize that that setup scene that was poorly set up by Bravo anyway was even more set up by Lisa being a part of it than God bless her and, and you know, again, I want to meet her doctor because that whole thing was ridiculous. But we will get to it in a bit. So we start as we typically do 
with the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City because they definitely have their own formula going on, which I'm not necessarily adverse to. End with something, start with something, especially if in between it may or may not offer much. But we start with uh, more or less the aftermath from the uh, snow tubing trip with everybody kind of uh, either meeting up or in some manner just, just kind of in their aftermath. And we find that they're like different factions are confused about who is possibly upset with who and who's, who's speaking and who's not, which again, still seems to all flow to and from Lisa Barlow. It was Whitney's trip, but somehow Lisa, whatever it is she's got going on, seems to have grown tentacles in terms of everybody being a little confused about who's effing with who in, in, in all of this. So we're going to start with Mary and Mary was sitting with, now I can't remember who was Mary sitting with. I I wrote down that Mary was talking, but I, I forgot to write down who she was talking to. Um, in the opening, who was she? Yeah, well, in the, yeah. Cause remember she was giving her whole slant slanted spiel about her, uh, about her family and why she and her mother. It was Whitney it was Whitney and Heather, right? Okay. The two blondes. Okay, I thought so. I just couldn't because I was like, I didn't I don't recall it being Meredith, and we know it wasn't Lisa. Okay. So she got into a little bit deeper into uh the story uh, or the alleged story about why she and her mom aren't speaking. And because remember last season she pretty much just said oh, my mom thought that she was going to be the one who was next in line uh, for the church. Now, I noticed that she did change it up a bit and didn't, uh, because remember last season when she brought up this whole issue of her mother being next in line, it was more so about Robert. Whereas this time she took it a little, she still kind of left that out there, I felt like, but it was more so about the church, um, which is part right. of the story. Uh, it's not all of the story, but there that is part of the story. And I think if nothing else, uh, when, you, when you do stuff like this, A, so that you don't get sued, and B, so that you can keep your story straight, especially if you're not going to give all of it or the truth of it um, or or whatever your version of that is, the best way to do it is you got to at least make some of it true. And we do know Robert notwithstanding, because that's just gross and nobody wanted Robert. Um, We do know that what the, what has gone on with, um, Mary and her family has been largely based around the estates uh, of Rosemary Cosby, who is the grandmother, Mama Redmond. And that, yes, there is some truth to 
uh, certain individuals feeling like if anybody was going to be running things, it wasn't going to be Mary and really wasn't even going to be Robert because at the end of the day, he is the outsider. None of, of, of all of these children that uh, Mama Redmond had, uh, let me check. I, I mean, she had a, she had several. She said she had two brothers and a sister, if I recall correctly. Well, no, I'm talking about the grandmother. Oh, the grandmother. Oh, mm. I can tell you in a moment. Okay. There's a lot okay. of stuff with that family. Yeah. Um. Of all the children, uh, let me see. Oh, I I put the wrong name. Uh, Rosalind, because that's the other thing. <laughs> um. Oh, Rosemary. Um, hang with us. We want to give you the, the right uh, situation. <laughs> <laughs> of all the children that she had, the, here we go, Rosemary Redmond Cosby. Uh, she had six children. And wow. none of them, yeah, and none of them were with Robert. Uh, well, maybe. No, uh-uh. Because he just, she had, let's see. Because I'm, I'm looking at her her death notice right now. So uh, Mary Redmond, who, who I'm sorry, Rosemary Redmond, who became uh, uh, Mama Redmond, which, of course, they called her uh, Sister, Res Sister Rosemary. She um, founded Faith Temple Pentecostal Church. So this is she had four children and she went to Salt Lake City. And she got married to Robert Cosby uh, twice in 1975 and in 1982. That's when they um, did the big church and, uh, you know, they created this large church. Now, yeah, it doesn't list any of the it doesn't list any of these kids as his. Um, now, she and they're all good and grown. So right. when she, yeah. So I bring that up to say that she had, uh, that she had all of these kids, none of which, at least to our knowledge, even though a couple of them, at least Pamela and maybe one other do carry his name. Um, but considering that she was in her forties, it wouldn't be beyond the pale that she did not give uh, birth to any other kids, but may have just given them her husband's name. She, uh, I could see where they would have been like, why do you have everything? And as I told you, they even accused him of, uh, of killing her. And as recently, they've had cases, I'm looking at one in particular, with Mary's mother, uh, in, and this is in 2003. So this is knee deep in the beginning of Mary like in that first, let's say, four, th uh, four or five years of Mary and Robert's marriage, this case between her mother, Rosalind, and Robert went all the way to the Supreme Court of Utah. See, that's crazy. Yes, that is how wild this situation got with her suing um, as a personal representative of the estate of Rosemary Cosby. 
So that is how deep this stuff got, which of course, as we know, in addition to the fact that this is a prolonged litigation, it also is extremely expensive. And that wasn't even like just the estate challenge. That was an additional case that had to do with allegations against him and uh, a woman that worked at the church for some shady stuff with mortgages mm -hmm. and people's mm -hmm. houses. So you have all kinds of lawsuits going on because of course there was a challenge to the estate, but then there was this, and then there is another case where she has a judgment against him for uh, squandering uh, portions of the estate upwards of a million dollars. You also wow. combine that with the fact that Mary, who most the, the family of hers who come out and talk about whether or not she was, um, the, you know, and they've said that she wasn't all wrapped up in, in the church. Um, unlike her, Mary's mother was very deeply wrapped up in the church. She was the minister of music. That choir was known everywhere. It's so much so that even when they split and she started her own church with the same name, that it, she called hers Mama's Faith Temple. She started hers uh, wow. right across town with the same name. Uh, there's video that I saw on YouTube of, of her choir um, at some Christmas event, tearing it up, but wow. her, uh, yeah, but, um, her church no longer, uh, exists. I think Mary and Robert were probably able to hold on to theirs because one, it, it was already in existence and two, because that particular, that church is also part and parcel of all of the other properties and things that the family owned. Because one thing that uh, Mary's grandmother did do was uh, buy up businesses and set them up in, and for the most part, set her children up in them, um, including a hair salon, because that's where I told you the friend of mine said that his girlfriend or whatever at the time used to go there and get her hair done. So he was cracking up when he saw Mary's hair first season. He was like, she worked at the salon. <laughs> yeah, because it looks crazy. And I Most don't know of the what time. that headband, what that 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 head wrap, head whatever she had on this week was. And you're anyway. getting seen too money. Get a good wig. <laughs> get a wig from another housewife. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, just a mess. And so, or go to your family salon. Oh, well, maybe not because they don't F with you. Um, the restaurant they still have, which he claims is still the best chicken he's had in his life. And he hasn't lived in Utah for, you know, since the 90s. Excuse me. But he was like, their chicken place was everything. <laughs> I was like, Lord have mercy. So anyway, that is our walk down memory lane with Mary. So there, are, there's definitely a lot more to it. And I think that that only that the ominous warning of Cameron that we get at the end sort of tells us what we already know, that there was messiness. And then we find out that he was 
a minister there, which he didn't even tell Meredith, uh, Lisa did. So that just digs deeper into the fact that Lisa set that up for him to talk to Meredith because no one is allowed to be friends with Meredith but her until she decides she doesn't want to be friends with Meredith anymore. I mean, the whole thing was super shady. The whole thing was super Mm -hmm. shady. And it was like, I guess I saw the preview. Whitney was like, oh, that guy was supposed to be speaking to me. But since I wasn't there. Exactly. Speaking to you. And then we see that Whitney did connect with him. And he is definitely not the guy. Because remember I told you I couldn't. Uh, figure out if he was the guy who went on um, who went on YouTube with several different people. Uh, I saw her uncle's interview, of course, other church members, but then there was a cousin who I said he looked kind of like the guy, but now we know that this is a totally different guy because that guy was her, the other guy was her first cousin, um, sort of looked similar to this guy, but he definitely wasn't a minister in the church and he was pretty flamboyant. (laughs) So not this guy. So, okay. So back to what happened. So we find out that, or we know before everybody else in the show knows that Lisa is hosting an event, but only invites a select few. And the select few is, I guess we figure is a select two. She only invited (laughs) Meredith and Whitney. And I thought it was interesting. Are we going to find out? I guess we'll find out at their little, um, at their trip to Meredith's house in apparently she allegedly has a house and a fabulous house in Vail. But we're going to find out that she did not invite, uh, um, she didn't invite Jenny either. I guess we'll know then because I don't, this episode didn't give us a sense of whether or not she invited Jen and Jen couldn't come the same, not Jen, I'm talking Jenny. We know she didn't invite Jen, Mm -hmm. but I didn't get a sense of whether or not she, she invited uh Jenny and Jenny couldn't come because they didn't address that with her but I guess we're gonna find that out at the dinner table when everybody was like yeah me either so <laughs> I mean but she knew exactly what she was doing so she did and the less witnesses the better you want Meredith there because you want to uh separate Meredith and Mary so that you can kind of control their interaction because remember she actually pretends or at least she was pretending that she was friends with Mary until Mary and her got into their whole thing on the trip remember we started the season with her rolling up to Mary's house yeah we started the season basically with lisa making the rounds and pretty much introducing everybody in fact she is the person who has introduced every new character on uh this season she introduced uh jenny and then um angela who looks like she only ended up making it to friend of the show status but she Lisa was making her rounds and that's what I'm saying she wants to be able to control all of these friendships I don't think she cared one way or the other about exercising that control with Heather and Whitney because she always has and still does think they're beneath her 
I, I agree with what Whitney says because I do I do believe that she feels Whitney is beneath her. That that whole situation was not meant for Meredith. It was meant for Whitney and Meredith just to witness it. Well, it was a shitty thing to do. In my it was because my thing is if well, first of all, if me and you are homegirls. And we're supposed to be the closest out of the bunch uh, because Whitney and Heather, if it weren't for this show, I doubt would be close. They're just cousins, um, but not like cool hangout cousins. And I think part of that is just it, nothing, no shade between them. I think it's just the age difference. Um, so we know that the only alleged real friendship here is the one between her and Lisa and Meredith. And I think that Jen and Meredith uh, had uh, have some history as well, but that's, but that's pretty much it. Everybody else's uh, is sort of a casting type situation um, because in, in another reason why we know she would think that she was better than Whitney is the whole religion thing. Because remember Whitney is an excommunicated Mormon for, right. uh, for a, uh, being an adulteress. Right. So anywho, uh, she invites them to this event. I guess it's called Fresh Wolf is what the charity is called. And it's no, regarding No, no, false- no. That's not a charity. That's the the sun. The suns have a some sort of hair product line. That's what's called Fresh Wolf. So It was a fresh wolf event, but there was money being given to the foster care. Yes. They're supposed to be launching the brand, but doing it at this charity event or something like that or or vice versa. But okay. Yeah. Cause I was very confused about why this was all about the son and then her with this BS to Meredith that Henry wanted her there. And uh, like, it was, it, it was very weird. Yes. The whole thing was, the whole thing was just super weird. And the minute that the cameras showed those black people walking in, I <laughs> I already knew. Well, first of all, even if she didn't have, they didn't have that whole shady moment, just the fact that it was a thing to make sure you focus on the black folks. Yeah. I was like, okay. okay. Oh my God. We got to make sure we got some minorities in the room since we didn't invite Jen and Jenny. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. I was like, all right. So, oh, absolute shenanigans. So, all right. So she tells Meredith this whole story. So in the meantime, they are arriving and going through the event. We see several get togethers happen. So, well, get togethers, but people are kind of, we're seeing flashbacks to people talking on the phone and all of that. So Heather and Jen get together and uh you know they start talking about this it was it was like you know just one of those kind of throwaway scenes but i didn't mind it because again i don't need the constant barrage of drama like i need a little bit of light in between because it gets to be heavy 
Um, and, and, and it like literally it feels stressful to watch, but she, um, but anyway, so, and, and to me, this is something that could really happen. You got a friend, she's trying to get her mojo. She's trying to find her whole thing, especially a friend like Heather, where she is just clueless because she's like in this whole, it wasn't just that she was married, but married in, uh, in a lifestyle that is very restrictive and coming from a lifestyle that's very restrictive. So, um, you know, and she wants to date outside of those restrictions. So it's like a different world to her. And she's a woman of a certain age. So there's just a whole bunch of stuff Hello? about bringing her like toys and talking about stuff and all of that so you know can I um, just mention one thing that I was struck mm-hmm. by uh-huh. so so Heather owns that beauty place the beauty lounge yeah the, what's it called always, beauty lab something like yeah, that yeah but her skin always looks like a disaster yeah. it is so disturbing to me um, and I would I have, wonder why you weren't why they just wouldn't use better makeup or something because HD is not anybody's friend. Not, especially not on that show. Between, Mm-mm. yeah, between Jen Shaw and Heather and that scene, I was like, wow. And oh, we know that. Together. Yeah, and cold weather does bad things to to skin. Like cold weather is very hard on your skin. I mean, we know you, you've got to give, just like you give, extra care to your skin in the extreme summer, especially with the sun and stuff, you have to give extra care to your skin just from the cold weather. And also if they're, they've got cold weather, but bright skies with the sun reflecting off the snow. Well, look, say what you want, say what you want about, uh, what's her name? The, um, the one with the sun, Say what you Meredith. want about her, Meredith, but her skin looks nice. But it does. Some of these other I think, ones. I also I think Meredith uh, is probably uh, very meticulous about her makeup. I wouldn't be surprised. Meredith strikes me as the type who would have someone come in and do her makeup when she knows she has to film. And I'm not mad yeah. at that, by the way. Because she is a woman of a certain age and, again, living in a place that is not going to be great for the skin. And also, Meredith has a tendency to grimace a lot. She's like, lose a lot of the time. So that's not going to be good for her skin either. Um, But the whole sex toy thing, all that, that was a little bit over the top. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's. It's one of those goofy things. I think it's absolutely something that girlfriends uh, would do together. They just happened to film it, and it was like you know whatever throwaway kind of thing. But just um, you know, just them together. Uh, I do believe that she probably has had guys slide in her DMs, especially now that she is on TV. I would also bet that at least fifty percent or more of those guys were black. Well, we already know from the party when they had the first season last year, there was some party where she went home yeah. with someone. 
So I don't yeah, know well, why she went out to his car. I think no, she said nothing really ended up happening. I remember that, okay. but it wasn't. But it wasn't for lack of trying because she was thirsty as hell. And it was funny because yeah. remember she didn't even know how to talk to him. But I think that Heather, I think that that situation only worked out in terms of him leaving with her because he could tell from how thirsty she was that he could probably get it. Cause it definitely wasn't from the conversation because her, the conversation was painful. I remember being like, Ooh, that was hard to watch. I mean, talk about secondhand embarrassment. Yeah. 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 So, so Oh, go ahead. Oh, so they, you know, so they're getting together and having this little moment, but like, Mm -hmm. I just hate how people treat Jen like a like a yo-yo. They, like everybody knows which buttons to press yes. with her, and it's yeah. so sad. It's like I agree. Like, girl, get some boundaries. Like, just you know, yeah, and and you together. like you're allowing yourself to be used. It's one thing when you're using them to make your moment to put your name on people's lips. But the more we watch, it's actually that they're using you to give them some, they're still, you're still the one making the moment, but it gives them the airtime they need to stay on the show by knowing how to use you as their marionette. Right, right. It's really sad. It is sad and it's unfortunate. And of course, you know, I'm not going to lie. It did, as a woman of color, that it does that that bothers me too. Yeah. Um yeah. so they talk about um the trip. Of course, they go through like who invited who. It's a cast trip. We know that. Of course, I don't know about you, but I immediately like started leaning forward, like, you know, rubbing my hands together, getting them warm. I'm like, oh, sucky, sucky, the cast trip to Vail. This is where everything goes down. Well, this is <laughs> this is where the start of everything going down. I mean, obviously, they showed us the previews and we're assuming that all of like the big fight uh, or one or several of them goes down there. But even the whole thing with the arrest and the aftermath, which to me, I'm excited to see that, you know, yes, I'm, you know, I want to see like them accusing each other and all of that, but we'll get to that. I want to see the, the full play out of the aftermath. Like, could you imagine like me and you, just forget about the housewives. Let's just say me and you and and like a couple of people that you and I mutually know, we're going to wherever the hell, doesn't matter. And one of them gets, uh, gets you know, the whole thing and FBI and the whole thing goes down. Uh, you know, forget the cameras and stuff. That whole thing goes down. You and I, because I know us, we wouldn't, you know, there's a part of us that would be like, okay, let's get it together because we got to make sure that the legal stuff is right. Okay, fine. But before that part, you and I would be in a corner like, oh, snap, girl. We would be on Google. We would be doing everything that they did. And that's why I want to see the aftermath because I almost, I want to live it through them because I want to see how much of their reactions is exactly what we would have done. 
I think a lot of it, because, I mean, that's the last thing that they would have ever expected. Of course! Yeah. Oh, although, we don't know. Did somebody expect it? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I have to but say, probably not was in, like... Well, probably not be. in that moment, though. No, everybody was lit, legit surprised. Even if somebody allegedly said something and i and i'm gonna say this i'm i i'm gonna go out on the limb here i don't think that this was a cast member per se i don't think that this was a phaedra sending the feds over to candy and todd's house situation i think that part of them knowing where she was and how to get to her and whatever was twofold um, one, that uh, when he called her and there was no clarity as to whether or not she was going to come home. And of course, we know from the fact that they got to her, they pinged her. Right. That's, right. that's, that's the easy thing to do. I think, I think they probably knew where she was, but gave an opportunity for her to come home via that call from Sharif. And given that instead of her having Sharif come to get her, and then there's these other individuals involved, they were concerned that she may have been on the run. And I am going to say that I think that their concern was absolutely on the money. I think she was going to run. This situation has been outstanding for way too long. And uh, I I just think that uh, I just don't believe that she was going home. She may not have in that moment been like, I'm going to hop a plane to Cuba. But I definitely think that calling the auntie and the assistant or 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 whatever was while she was riding with them was her going to be her opportunity to think of what her next move was going to be like am i going home or am i going to run right right and it just had to be completely just embarrassing just period like yeah and bravo hilariously and i love the fact that she's like okay you all go on i gotta go home and bravo following her and then that's where i think people we're making phone calls to know, no, we're not going to continue on to the airport. We're going to follow this chick instead. First of all, if I was the producer or or the director on that, I would have been like, if you don't follow her car, you're you're you, you don't have a job tomorrow. Right. <laughs> right. I don't give right. a I don't give a damn what time the plane leaves. Whatever is going on here is even if it really is a family emergency, this is more real than them getting on a plane to veil, which is absolutely true. Right. But, um, because when you are doing reality TV and you are lucky enough to actually get a real moment, then that's, you know, that's, that's, that's gold. Um, I, but the next thing I was going to say, and the reason why I was going to say I don't think it was a cast member is because, and you and I talked about this offline, 
is that we know that during the course of these investigations, there are people that are um, implanted in your life everywhere. And this situation was not just investigated by the FBI because I, I read the um, indictment. This was not just, uh, be careful moving, that this wasn't just investigated by the FBI, but because of the nature of it in terms of the telemarketing and all of that, uh, Homeland Security was involved in it because there there was also the banking piece with um, with the money laundering and, and all of that. So again, you've, you've got agents who are trained in so many different ways. And we know because we've heard about them, we can't say how we know, they will put somebody in your glam squad. There may have been one of those people in there when they were braiding her hair that was, uh, that has already, um, you know, been flipped to watch and tell anything that they see. Right. Now we know, because even with Stuart, who's to say that Stuart just is just in the process of making his deal now, which he is. Um, and by the way, everybody, just so that uh, if you're listening to this uh, when we're recording it on Monday, November 1st, I am going to be on YouTube on the Tisa Tells show later this week. At least right now, we have it tentatively planned for Wednesday at five o'clock. I'm definitely going to put it on all of my social media and of course in the FNDD. And we're going to be talking about this case. So I'm coming on as her resident expert and I'm going to give the full breakdown on this case where they are now, my thoughts about what is going to happen, potential sentencing, all of that. So um, although Melissa and I, given our day jobs, love this stuff and can talk about it all day, I'm going to try and pull it back because I will be giving a full in-depth discussion of this on the um, on the Tisa Tell show on YouTube. And also, if you go back, I also I did an episode on this, which I'll um, try to remember to put in the info box where I also went in depth on this as well. This is, I believe it was like episode 73 or 76, but you'll see that link in the um, information section for this episode. So anyway, back to little mini Marshall about this for those who really want to get the skinny on this. So anyway, um, I'm back. So we see that that's going to go on next week. Uh, at least we, well, we get the, um, the FBI piece. Now it's, it also looks like we're going to get some of the discussion for, um, with the situation with Mary as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how, um, to see how everything plays out in terms of which scenes go where, because maybe that's another dinner scene where they have all the accusation stuff going on. Um, and I say that because um, that's why I hate when they do too much of the previews because it makes it's confusing and you start guessing stuff. Um, and I say that because it's my understanding from following the story in real time when the arrest went down last March that they did end up going on the cast trip. So the cast trip wasn't delayed. And I'm assuming based <laughs> on the previews that Jen 
join them there because other than the initial appearance she made when they first took her in and we saw the pictures of her coming out of the courthouse and everything other than that initial appearance that she made every other appearance that she has done has been via video um but like would she be able to leave the state um after you right like right after your book like hi pookie uh, only as it relates to the show. So she okay. surrendered her, uh, she had to surrender her passport, of course. I mean, that's par for the course. But uh, only as it relates to the show, because they did say that she was allowed to make money as it relates to the show. And then they gave her a monetary limit on any money she could make from other endeavors. Because I'm not even going to lie, like, if my friend gets, like, picked up by the police, I I think I would postpone my trip. Yeah, but that would be if we were doing, like, this hypothetical trip that you and I talked about with this, um, with our group of friends and, and what have you. This is a cast trip that was, uh, that is a part of their job. Right, right, right. So, and from a Bravo, from the Bravo standpoint, what you you kind of want to keep the cast together and send them somewhere where you could film them discussing it all together instead of sending them to their respective homes. This is a right. way to actually keep their reactions fresh. Now, I'm, I'm thinking about that from the standpoint of production. I don't know how they played it. I mean, whether they went... Now, that is a good question. Did they go that day or maybe they went the next day? But I do know that they went. It, they may have delayed it because chances are, since they're this is the housewives and it's supposed to be whatever, I'm sure that they had them fly on that they that they had them fly fly private because you know anybody can charter a private jet when you got the studio paying for it it's also not as expensive as people think it is and they were only going to colorado it's not like they were taking the transcontinental flight right 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 so uh, so unlike if it were us and we were flying commercial or even if we did charter a jet we going cuz we paid for it so, like, <laughs> like that's real cute to say girl we'll be on the phone and given that COVID is going on the court will more be more than happy to allow us to do telephonic hearings but yeah we going on this trip my money ain't got nothing to do with you the F the B and the I wow okay so uh now, this is something that we were getting into. So, Jen brought up, now this, I got a little confused. So, you're going to have to, I hope that you took more from this than I did. Because, I, okay, everybody, I know we went on a little journey with the Jen stuff, but I know you love it. That's why you listen. Um, <laughs> Jen brought up that Lisa told her that Whitney sent product to somebody with no name. There's somebody's name that they keep bleeping out. Yeah, the person who um, Jen abused last year. Remember there was the, the tape of her basically being abusive 
to, I believe it was a designer. No, uh, yeah, so is that who they were talking about? Yeah, it was that same person that, yeah, but, was, I mean, that but was how all did, the news. But how did we know that that's who they were talking about? That's what the way I was that they about. the way that they described the person. So like she kept on saying, "Well, I just hired him because he was from Hawaii," and then oh, okay, remember? No, yeah. I remember. No, I remember the situation. This because it was basically more or less this uh, this time last year because they were filming the reunion because Real Housewives of. Salt Lake City ended uh, right around the same time Potomac did. Um, they gave enough clues. They gave enough clues. And then okay, I remember. I must, have, I must have walked out the room. I remember the whole situation. And I was doing a couple of things at once when this when uh, this was on. Not because I wasn't interested, but I had a lot going on yesterday. So, um, yeah. So that must be. So that makes sense. Um and then Heather tells, so they continue the discussion. And I guess that would make sense if Whitney sent someone who was in the industry in some way, some products, because remember she is doing the face line. And even though he was a design person, I mean, he's still connected to that industry. Right, right. So um, Heather tells Jen about the event. And of course, so that again brings up the discussion we were talking about earlier that about who's being invited, who's not. Why is Lisa all of a sudden wanting Whitney in her inner circle? So we know there's something else up with that. And Whitney always has, I'm sorry, Lisa always has an angle. So for all we know, always. it may not have necessarily been about Whitney, we do know that um, Lisa's, uh, I'm sorry, Whitney's husband is a business person. I don't know what he does, but he is some kind, he has some kind of business because that's how he and Whitney got together. She was working for him and then right. they started stupping. Right. <laughs> so, um, so I think that there there is certainly the possibility that between the fact that Whitney is doing some kind of product line and or her husband's business, um, that may have been part of it too. Because I really think as it relates to the Mary thing, there's really no skin on Whitney's back as it relates to, well, Let's put it this way. There's there's no skin loss with Whitney and Mary. Mary and Whitney are fine, but I don't think they're necessarily friends, friends. I think that they're cordial, especially because Whitney did appreciate the fact that her father seemed to get something out of going to Mary's church. And remember, she was very appreciative of that. But they're not like, they're certainly not friends, friends, where it would really matter one way or the other, whether she heard rumors about Mary. And I think that Mary feels the same way because we know that ultimately Mary does not care about any of these people. <laughs> I'm up to and including Meredith, to, including Meredith, uh, despite the whole, they're so close. You know, the way Lisa talks like this, she's a, right. she's her new good friend. 
I'm like, are, are you a smoker? Like, what are you doing? And then everything, Lisa loves it. I love that. I love that. <laughs> this is my friend Meredith. Her and Mary are such good friends. I, I lose a lot of breath doing that, but I, I, like, I like it. <laughs> I mean, I need to know what her ultimate goal is. I mean, she just is the worst in that group of friends. The way she that really she's is. Maneuvering. Like, she's obviously not friends with any of them. Except and... for Meredith. And even with Meredith, I think with Meredith is because she views Meredith on uh, as like the grand dam status. Cause every cast has one, even if some cast, obviously whoever that person is may be better than another cast. Like, you know, we would never say that Karen was on the same level of as Lisa Vanderpump, but for Potomac, she is that person. Like yeah. Lisa Vanderpump was that person for, and I'm talking about not just the status. They're also, I'm talking about the, the older one, the, the, the one, whatever. So every cast has that person sort of, um, even if it's on a shady level. And so I think that um, in Salt in the Salt Lake cast, for them, not only do is Meredith their person with holding that title. I find Meredith to be boring in in like her voice is insufferable, but they <laughs> they view Meredith that way. Maybe because I don't know. Maybe they think she's the classy one or whatever. But there's something with the way that they view Meredith, if if Lisa was saying her name, and or or it could even just be Lisa, but Lisa definitely holds Meredith in that regard, and we know that Lisa is all about appearances and climbing and all of that. So for whatever reason, she holds Meredith in that regard, and I think that is the only person on that cast she cares about. Now, if there was something Bravo promised her for throwing Meredith in front of a train. She would do it. But at the moment, that's the only one she cares about. Right. Right. So yeah. uh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that, like, it's just really sad because even with, you know, her and Meredith, they just got to be okay. Because remember Meredith was mad. Like you don't have yeah. my back. And I, I don't think they are truly okay. I just think that Lisa is too self-involved to notice. Um, I think that Meredith is more okay with her than she is with any of the rest of them because really she wasn't the only two that she was actually friends with um, and, and somewhat close to and certainly close enough that Jen Shaw knew her business about like who she was supposedly sleeping with. But um, those were the only two people that she was close to then and really, well, now she sort of got mary in there somewhere but meredith yeah. isn't really close to anybody else either but she doesn't really care because again i think she views the rest of the women as whatever anyway meredith yeah. is here to do a show and get a check let's just call that what it is 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. If she just happens to have somebody on the cast that she's cool with, that's fine. And if you just let her be cool with that one or two people and don't bother her, don't bother her son and keep her out of your mess, she's fine with that. Yeah, um, she's... Yeah, I, I don't think she cares. I, I I mean, I don't think she's on the same I don't care level as Mary, but she's not. But Meredith is, Meredith is like whatever. Um. So anyway, we so they Jen is a little extra pissed about when she knows that this is uh, an event involving foster children because her aunt is. Um, because her aunt is <laughs> has foster kids, and you know, I started Girl, laughing because you know I funny. was I was I was laughing because I I all I could think of is that I have friends who are black, and that was because <laughs> my aunt yeah yeah, and then um be careful moving around because I can hear it. Uh, okay. Lisa's telling Meredith that Jen got upset with her kids or something. There was something that went down with at the photo shoot because again somebody's name this um there was something that went on with this person so was he at the photo shoot no no, well no no, he wasn't no 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 i now i remember lisa said that she was asking her about it so why are you asking her about something you know she's gonna be pissed off about and why are you gonna ask her on camera of course it's a setup like we talked about earlier she's their marionette they're taking the pictures mm-hmm. for the event that Homegirl is not even invited to. Which is hilarious. Yeah. And she doesn't even realize that's what they're taking the pictures for. Because remember, no. she didn't know about the event till Heather told her. Right. That's how crazy Lisa is. That's just a trash person. Yeah. So Cameron, so we get to this Cameron part. So let's get to the meat and potatoes because this is what, let's call a spade a spade. For Lisa, this is what the party was all about, is getting this man, uh, this big old man, looks like he was like six foot plus, uh, this brother named Cameron, who I think they said Cameron Williams, who is supposedly one of Lisa's good friends. And... (laughs) Cameron is my connection to Mary. So supposedly she has been friends with Cameron for a few years. No, she hasn't. She's been friends with Cameron for a few years and she's friends with Mary. And supposedly because of that, she keeps them apart, whatever. And so she literally says we're taking pictures and then practically shoves him at Meredith who was not getting good direction from her production assistant because she was hella confused. Talk about somebody that looked in the, uh, like a deer in headlights and a conversation that was incredibly painful because that, and that's what you get when you do this kind of stuff with reality TV people because they're not actors. So when a scene is set up, because this wasn't just a setup by Lisa, but this was a very, very um, produced and manufactured scene with non-actors, both of whom were looking at each other like deer in headlights. And, you know, you're told this is what needs to happen, but your, your non-actors, 
you're you don't do improv and you're also not being fed lines so they were kind of like pulling teeth from each other and then he didn't even want to tell the story so it was like she should have just said see this big black dude here he knows mary he went to her church and there's some ish that went down and i'll tell you later and another thing lisa with the lies you and this dude are not friends he has not told you all of this stuff about his experience with Mary in your years of friendship. Why? Because if you and Meredith are as close as you appear to be and that you say you are, as soon as this black woman was tossed into your inner circle, you would have told Meredith all of this supposed tea that this dude told you. Mm-hmm. And you didn't. And the reason why you didn't is because you didn't know because you didn't know this dude. Right, right, right. Because there's no way that she would have all kinds of tea about Mary and the church and whatever, whatever, and not tell somebody. Do you think Whitney knew it was a setup and that's why she stayed home? It's possible because, remember, she had just been set up by Lisa. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm not I'm not going to go through this again. It, and on top of it, she the only you know, if she knows that none of her homies are going to be there, not even Heather, like cuz because of course if you're asking me and it's kind of last minute, I'm probably going to ask you uh are is so and so and so and so going. And that doesn't just because other people I'm cool with aren't going to something doesn't mean that I won't go. I go to things by myself all the time. But if me and you ain't really cool, I at least want somebody else there that I talk to. And in that circle for Whitney, it ain't Meredith. Right, right. I mean, at the... Yeah, it's just weird. You have like 30 people in this big barn. Yeah. And I get it. They're they're in, you know, I think the event was in Salt Lake. I think she specifically said they were in Salt Lake or or no, were they they in Park City? They were they were in one in a city that we know when they said it. And so, you know, it's it's ski country It's supposed to be rustic. I get it. Whatever. I mean, I'm over it, but I get it. (laughs) so um he cameron tells meredith what we expect um someone to say in a situation like that which is they're good people at the church uh, you know because he doesn't want to seem like a bad guy but they're uh uh, but Mary and her husband have done some things that are extremely harmful. Nothing that we haven't heard other people that go to that church say in in their own way. Um, and uh, she talks about the saying that she's really close to Mary. She's not. Nobody's close to Mary. Nobody's. Close you can't to get Mary. close to Mary because Mary's in her closet, which is also a bedroom, and there's too much crap in there. And Mary's husband is even close to Mary. Mary's, Mary's husband is even close, is to, close to Mary. It, it's, to again, her. there's yeah. there's something about Mary, and among other things, one of them is nobody's close to her. So <laughs> um, he wouldn't tell her the issue, which was just annoying. And he said, be careful. Again, annoying. He didn't even tell her that he was a minister there, which to me 
if you're not going to tell us, if you're going to tell me you were there, you were at the church, you saw stuff, but you're not going to tell me what it is, at the very least, tell me that you were one of the ministers. And to me, I would not have felt as in the dark because I would have been like, okay, A, he he's uh, reluctant to say too much because he was a part of the ministry. And B, the fact that he was a part of the ministry gives credence to the fact that maybe he saw some ish. If you were just a regular member, which in that moment is all I know, and you're saying, I can't talk about it, then I'm like, oh, get out of my face. Um, so Meredith is shaking and was acting like she was going to cry. I was like, okay and she was like he spooked me i'm spooked and i was like because you were talking to the big black guy because i definitely didn't get <laughs> help me out missy because I, I that threw me with the whole being her being so spooked out and ready to cry you missy Okay, I think we had. We have. Wait, I was on problem. mute. I was on mute. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so, like, here's the thing. Okay, because I said a whole lot before I got off. <laughs> no, I want it. I want it. <laughs> so here's the thing. You're Meredith, right? Mm -hmm. You're at this party with thirty people. You're looking <laughs> slightly out of place, right? I bet you, you Angie's party had less people, but she got a million dollar check. <laughs> right. You know that Meredith does not mess with black people. No, she don't. All of a sudden, you're dealing with this black dude, not even his wife, right? It's not even like, you know, usually in that thing, you'd be dealing with the wife, right? Like, you're dealing with the black dude, right? Big old and, dude. And he's cracking me up because he, he's acting like he just wants his bags of stuff for the baby. Which is hilarious but i'm not mad at it because he's got these foster kids and he came to get his rich people bag and let me tell you side note my mother when she initially retired became a foster parent and she didn't go to the events like in or around the city right she right. would go because it's because when you're in new jersey mercer county it doesn't just include like Trenton, Ewing, Lawrence, whatever, like right around Trenton. And I think people think that because, you know, since the capital of New Jersey is Trenton and everything, you know, you figure like whatever county Trenton is in, that's it. But no, um, Mercer County include actually extends to Princeton. So that meant she could go to events in and around Princeton. So that's where she would go. So she would have the most well-appointed foster children that have probably ever been fostered because her, the, my mom's foster kids were always in Rothschild coats, new bikes, laptops, whatever, whatever. And it was always because the events that these, you know, ultra liberal rich people would have, they would, of course, feel like, oh, we've got to take care of the little, the little foster children and the unpoor from the inner city. And they would bring, you know, they bring stuff to those events, but it would be brand new stuff like that they would right. go out and buy. So homie well, wanted their loot. And I'm not he mad just at wanted, He just wanted his stuff. So he's so like, so the bag, please. <laughs> so I did my part. You wanted me to talk to this white lady. Now give me the bag. <laughs> so Meredith has been in a fight with some, she's been fighting 
for several months now and it just got resolved. And the one thing I can tell about Meredith from her little fight, she doesn't like to fight. She okay? does not. She does not like to fight. So you mean to tell me I'm just trying to enjoy my wine and you're going to lay all of this Mary Cosby stuff at my feet that I didn't even ask for. And I don't get down like that. Yeah. And 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 I get why she rolled up. I, I completely get why after that exchange, especially when you're put in this weird position on camera, but no information is given. Like, none. Okay? None. It was a right. total waste of time. Yeah. It, hell, it was a waste of our time watching it. Now, apparently she's going to give us some her. more next week, but if I was there in that moment with Meredith, I would have, I mean, now I wouldn't have been like, oh, I'm shaking, whatever, but it, it's it would have been a bit disconcerting, yes. Especially yeah. since you don't know this person from a can of paint. Yes, you are absolutely I, right. I mean, it was like insane. And, you know, I have actually had an experience kind of like that mm-hmm. where I met somebody and I made it clear to them. Because if you notice, Meredith kept on saying, oh, I love Mary. Mm-hmm. She's my friend. She said it like 80,000 yeah, as in shut up I don't want to yeah. have this conversation because I'm I've been, Yes, and I've been in that situation where I made it very clear like that's my girl but the person was still trying to like give you know. some unwanted information and it's like been it not in it I'd be like um well I didn't know that but you know I don't really care Mary, I mean, Meredith handled that in the best way that she could, being who she who she is, which is a person that's conflict averse. Well, and right. she definitely is. And that is in keeping with, like you said, is, you know, people like to throw around the brand thing. Well, if that was Meredith's brand, Meredith's brand is two things, conflict averse and the dolls. Yes, I mean, she, remember, she's the one who told Jen, you're not going to tell me how to remember last year when she basically walked off the tape out of the room, mm-hmm. got her from the table and walked off. Like, yeah, she's, she's just not she's just not I'm not doing it. That. I'm not doing it. That's but, why she's famous for, you know, or becoming famous for her line, because she said it multiple times. I'm either I'm going to disengage or I'm not going to engage, but there, you know, the engagement in conflict and Meredith are two things that do not go together like peanut butter and chocolate. But see, Lisa, not Lisa, Whitney would have sat there with her little voice and would have been asking questions and badgered this man. Well, it looks like, isn't that who he's meeting with next week anyway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which he didn't have to show up for, so he's shady too. And I and I really have to. And remember, other people on who come on the show, the the only people that Bravo pays are the housewives. Now we know they don't pay the husbands. Now in this particular situation, since he's coming on there as a tea spiller, maybe he might look up into a day rate, but we know for sure from the housewives and the husbands, the husbands don't get paid. We don't know what was in that bag. 
for them kids. And that is okay. And that's <laughs> what I'm know. saying. Because whatever was in that bag, something tells me that even he knew it was some good stuff because he was like, uh, do I get the bag now? Like, or who do I need to see for the bag? Like, what's up with the bag? Yeah, which that just cracked me up. Yeah, I'm not um, mad at it because I have seen what a bag from the rich people's events can do when it comes to them giving to the less fortunate. That bag is full of stuff with price tags on it. You could best believe that. Maybe, or it could be full of fresh wool. It could stuff. be a bag bag. <laughs> <laughs> but he wanted it. He wanted it. He wanted it. Um, I, I, and I gotta tell you, this is an aside and I know, like, I I know this is touchy, but Lisa's sons seem so awkward and she keeps on putting them in front of the camera. And it's a bad age for them to try to navigate a world Uh, that they're not interested in, which is being in front of the camera, especially the one who uh, spoke, who's like maybe teen or preteen or whatever. It's hard enough to talk in front of a group if that's not naturally your thing, which it isn't for most people, not even some people, most people, Um, especially of his generation, because as we've talked about before, with with these kids coming along now, they are um, they're they're practically speaking a verse generally, but certainly not in public, because most of the time they aren't put in a position where they have to speak at all. Right. Um, and so it is It is not the easiest thing. He was already in front of a, a room full of people, adults. Um, and then on top of it, there are cameras. So in his mind, this is potentially going to be seen by not just the adults in that room, but potentially the world and forever. So... That's a lot of pressure to put on a kid, especially if he's not trying to be Brooks. Right. (laughs) Who learned the hard way that even he may not want what he thought he wanted when he caught uh, some of the backlash. Because unlike Lisa's kids, Brooks is not going to get that same amount of grace because technically he's an adult. I just I just feel like she was just trying to make something happen with uh, she fun. absolutely was just like when she said the whole spiel to Meredith about how Henry wanted her there specifically. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like a I don't know if that's true and even if it was true now Henry's probably embarrassed because for all you know he might have a crush on her and now that's the whole thing. So, now, now yeah. in the preview, it shows her making this big deal, like, this event was about my kids. But was it, though? Was it, though? Especially, like, the Cameron thing alone 
tanks that whole situation. And Mm -hmm. it's it's an event to raise money and whatever, and the cameras were going to be there anyway, then you just invite the whole damn cast. I get it. Don't invite Angie if you're still in your feelings and got your butt on your shoulder about that, which is kind of stupid because A, we know Angie has money, and B, Angie is not confrontational, so quite frankly you were silly not to invite her. You should have just invited her for the money. If you, if it was really about your kids and about the charity, you invite the chick with the money who no matter what everybody else does, she is ultimately not going to be confrontational about it. Even when she had a reason to be confrontational, she wasn't. She simply sat you down in a different room, not even in front of people, and asked you a question. You're the one who turned into the Tasmanian devil. And ultimately, when it came up again, which she still did, soft voice and gracefully, you behaved so outrageously, she ended up apologizing to you. Right. Right. So if it's all about your charity or your boys, just cut the crap because if that's the case, then you invite the people who can cut the checks. You want to leave Jen out of it because the confrontation at at the photo shoot, which I gather must have been shortly before that, fine. You want to leave, and and if she's mad, oh well, it doesn't matter because she knows you all had just had an issue and that if you have an issue, if you guys have an ongoing issue, you can't be trusted. So fine, leave you out. Leave Mary out because her and Mary had just had an <laughs> issue. Plus she was doing a Mary setup. Fine. Um, no reason to leave out Heather because Heather has money. No reason to leave out. Well, she didn't leave out Whitney. No reason to leave out Jenny. Uh, uh, did her and Jenny have a fight that I missed? I mean, did anybody care about Jenny? I mean, Jenny. Was no, just but old. I'm. But but I'm just saying. The point is, these are your cast members, and other than two people who you have a quasi legit reason for leaving them out because of a, an active, sort of active or recently active conflict, there was no reason not to have them there. She was just being an ass and she knew that in light of if her and Meredith are so close she knew that that cast trip was coming up so again with Lisa she she wants to create situations where she uh, that are going to bring smoke so that she could have as the house as we've learned the housewives call it a moment because now she gets to have that moment when she's going to be inevitably confronted, which since she is trying to produce the show, she Mm. knows is going to happen. She literally set these women up to confront her by not inviting them so that then she could have another one of her big dramatic things. Because there's literally, when you look at the the cast and the recent events, there was no reason for her to leave anybody out except for Jen and Mary. Angie would have came if for no other reason than now she feels like she has to apologize to her, which means she would have come and written checks. Right. (laughs) Because now 
not only is she on trying to mend a friendship with you, but you have made her feel bad. Right, right. And she's rich. It's it's just the hot mess. I mean, Mm -hmm. that that whole thing. I mean, yeah. But she's not. not We. It's so funny. Didn't we started the episode by saying exactly that she's not a good person, and we're ending the episode saying the same thing. And we are going to see more of that coming up because. It's, as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't matter who meets with Cameron. Cameron is in the mix because Lisa set it up. So right. whether it's Lisa herself, which is not going to be, or whether it's Heather and Whitney, they at least the way that they have made it look, he they would not have access to him but for Lisa. So even not there, she is the issue. Well, at least it's going to be a little bit more exciting. Cameron's a little bit easy on the eyes. He is. He is. Well, no, I think it'll definitely be some good stuff because you have the fact that you've got the Cameron stuff, but then you also have the, um, you've got the Cameron stuff, but then you also have the fact that we are going to see the gen stuff. What I bet is going to happen, because you know that's how Bravo rolls, is all the stuff with Cameron and everything we're going to see uh, at the beginning of the episode, because that would be, as we know they do on this show, we get an event and then the aftermath. So we're yeah. going to get all of that in the beginning of the show and them, you know, looks like they're going to talk about who was invited to the party and all this stuff. And the piece with Jen will come at the end, which yeah. we saw the extended preview of it. And then next week, again, event and aftermath for episode 10, because this coming up would be episode nine. We will see what we're looking forward to, which is the fallout when everybody's like, oh, girl, what the, you know, so. I, I mean, the show is picking up, but it's just still Well, not... they, took, they took too long getting there. I mean, we suspected that they were going to wait until about mid-season. So this is, this is where, this is going to be sort of the mid-season and then we'll go down and really a little past mid-season because I don't, they got more episodes than they did first season, which of course is is normal. First season, you're only going to get but so many because they don't know if they're going to pick you up. But nobody gets more than about uh, 14 to 15 episodes except for Atlanta. Even Potomac, um, I think this uh, only got maybe 14. Of course, they're going to get a freaking four-part reunion. But Atlanta gets like, even when it's horrific, will get 20, 21 episodes plus the four-part reunion. Because again, they they try to do a money grab with it. It's not working. And so, and I think last season they realized that and cut them back to like 18 because the season before it didn't work. Um, they, it, they, you know, all the shows are past their prime at this point. But at yeah. any rate, um, so next week will be nine, and then that'll be about right. It'll we'll get nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, 
14. So yeah, so we got about six six episodes left, which is perfect because in term from from a Bravo standpoint, because that literally takes us right through the Potomac reunion and we jump right into um the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion and leaves room for whatever they're going to put on before that, I would presume, although we haven't seen any stuff from it, but if I had to guess, it'll be Married to Medicine, because even though we haven't heard a lot of buzz per se, I do recall hearing something a few weeks ago about the casting because I think for uh, I think their entire cast is staying intact. I okay. think the only thing that they are doing uh, different, which really is neither here nor there, is that they are upgrading Quad back from friend to regular because even though she was a friend when she came, she brought it. So I think that, uh, but my understanding is everybody including um the the middle eastern woman uh she uh, they're all coming uh, everything's staying intact so that's probably why we haven't heard all kinds of back and forth and and shenanigans with them because they didn't have any type of cast upheavals and you know who's staying and who's going like all the other shows did um Right. So, yeah, I, I would suspect that's it because we know that um, even if Jersey is ready to go, Jersey has not been a Sunday night show for a minute. Um, I think Jersey is, I don't know if it's ready yet, but Jersey usually uh, ends up replacing Beverly Hills. If, if they don't run concurrently, the Jersey tends to replace it. So, I'm gonna guess. Uh, I'm gonna guess married to medicine because the only ones that get Sunday nights are consistently are the black shows. Right, right. So, and we know that Atlanta at this point is not gonna be in they said the earliest uh, March or April because they have they are just starting to film now. So. Okay. Um, yeah. So, but anyway, uh, uh, like we started this, uh, I started this episode one. We are about to get a sea of reunions after uh, that are going to be going on one behind the, the next. We got four. It. Uh, we got four of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We're going to get four of um, uh, four of Potomac, and I suspect. Uh, because of Jen Shaw situation alone, if we don't get four, we're definitely going to get three um, <sighs> from them. I don't think they have enough content for four, but you know that hasn't stopped them from doing it with Beverly Hills and Potomac. So, yeah, but I, I don't true. think they'll. Yeah, I don't think they'll do it though. I think they're going to get three. It's definitely not going to be two because I think unless they find a star to come on a cameo. Uh, and no, I, I hate that. I, I just think it takes away from uh, what the hell is supposed to do here, especially if it's a star that just doesn't fit what you're supposed to be doing. But then Potomac is so contradictory. We'll talk more about that 
the next week because there's so many contradictions and drama and all of that with Potomac. But at any rate, we have actually given you all a more interesting and entertaining episode than it really was. So we're yeah. going <laughs> to so wrap this up with saying thank you for hanging with us tonight. Make sure that you follow the show on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Be Honest JJ. That's L-E-T-S-B-E-H-O-N-E-S-T-J-J for Just Shonda. You can also join us and join us for the daily fun on the Fashion and Drama Diaries. The link again is in the info box uh, where you can join in and see all we do. You can join so that you get the um, so that you get the alerts, or you can just follow along. It's public. And uh, you can make sure that if you are listening to this on Apple or iTunes, that you leave us a review and five stars. But we are also available on any of your podcast networks, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, TuneIn, Acast, Verbal, and Google. So go to all of them. We are there and anywhere where you can leave a review, iHeartRadio as well. You make sure you need one, you leave one. So we'll see you next week for more House our Housewives Gossip Show, as well as the real Housewives of Salt Lake City. You can certainly email or DM me if you have some tea, which I'm always gonna check because I like it popping hot, but I don't like it if it's not true, right, Missy? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> keep the lies, keep the lies. Keep the lies, keep the lies. If you and Otherwise, if you are, uh, if you're thinking about it, clicking about it, linking about it, and want to talk about it with me, chances are I want to talk about it with you too. So let's be honest together. We are, of course, going to give some applause and cheers for our co-host and podcast bestie, Missy. standing ovation i think there <laughs> all right good night missy thanks for hanging with your podcast bestie <laughs>